Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. Uh, this is Hampton Young, and I just want to let you guys know, the listeners, that we take this pretty seriously. We joke around about depression and suicide and dark thoughts, but in actuality, we really want our audience to feel safe and secure. And if you're dealing with those sorts of dark, swirling, awful thoughts, we would prefer if you right now put down the podcast and call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they're great people. They have the resources that can help you g- deal with the situation and get through it a little bit uh, more medically professional than us. And Dave and I are very happy that you're with us, so keep listening. You know just what to do when to do a podcast called Serial, but it was just about cereals that I like. <laughs> but, but do it like super serious, the same thing of like, okay. Yeah, count, super serial. Count Chocula, known rapist, lives in <laughs> wow. wow. Is that part of Count Chocula's backstory that he's a rapist? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I, was, I don't know if they would include that in the serial story. Uh, those puzzles on the back were really confusing on the box. I got it is funny that like lot. part of the story of uh, like I mean any vampire is a murderer, so yeah. they're just this Count Chocula. They're like, oh yeah. yeah, this murderer is the mascot for for our cereal <laughs> that oh, your children yeah. should eat. He's like Dracula, you know, he like drains the chocolate out of your necks. <laughs> no, yeah, you know how like little children have chocolate in their necks. You want to drain it. <laughs> and you uh, want to drain it you're, I think you're fired No, no, he has friends There's like a Frank Well, we're already selling the cereal So, yeah <laughs> Yeah, Frankenberry He's like uh... You know how uh, Frankenstein's like a bunch of body parts <laughs> They're all kind of sewn together So he's got like five dicks and like seven hands and shit Yeah Well, that's him But he's a marshmallow Like his head is made of your cousin And his leg comes from your mom Yeah, yeah anyway that guy, that's that cereal. Actually, you know, it's funny is the doctor that made him is called Frankenberry. Right. Frankenberry Dr. Frankenberry. the monster. Right. So it's actually the doctor that likes fruit. The monster is just a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Yes. Frankenberry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have cereal anymore. I can't. I can't. Too much milk. Uh, yeah, it goes right to my ass. It goes right to my ass. <laughs> Do you remember that when that was a big, that was like a trope in American culture, like, oh, what can't eat that. It'll go straight to Hampton's ass. I yeah. remember that part of American history. Dude, I just, I remember, <laughs> it's, it was a thing that people said a lot when I was young, oh, and sure. I haven't heard it recently. It's going right to my hips. It's going to go right to my butt. I was not like, <laughs> I oh, tell man, you. I can't eat, uh, I don't eat things with a lot of butter. The fat goes right to my hands. Oh, your dick's I going get, right to my mouth. I get huge hands <laughs> if I eat too much Cheese. My hands get fat. Uh, your tits are going right to my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, leave. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, how come things... It does suck that oh, you man, can't I... just gain weight in your hands. <laughs> I want big mallet hands. Dude, totally. You know? People would respect me they for They just one. go to my... It would be so great. It, when you yeah. drink too much beer, you get really big hands and really big kneecaps. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Dave Grohl from the Everlong video when he gets the big hand... 
You know? Does that happen in the Everlong video? Yeah, when he's dreaming, he dreams that he's smacking a guy around, then he's like, super hand ignite, and his hand gets super huge. Oh, I didn't know this about the. I don't think I've ever watched the video because the song is just so special to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is my hero. I just don't want That's my special song. <laughs> oh, by yeah. The Foo Fighters. <laughs> They're a special band. There goes my hero. I once felt a feeling some time ago, <laughs> but now I'm rich. <laughs> Sometime I had a pain, but it's gone. Oh, yeah, that's right. I like Death Wish. Uh, Aristotle's showing us a gif of his hand getting big. Yeah, very famous music video. Uh, oh God! Yeah, I'm just—I I don't know. Am I being a dick by pointing out that very famous music video? Yeah, man. And I'm honestly, sorry. I'm sick of it. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Well, maybe you should grow a bigger hand. Yeah. Well, I got to eat more butter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies. I am Dave Ross. Hi, I'm Hampton Young. And we are a comedy and mental health podcast where we talk a lot about dark thoughts and uh, sadness and suicide and stuff like that and joke around about it because that's how we deal with it and we hope that'll help you. Dave, that sounds so depressing. Wait a second. It's also <laughs> it is. a comedy podcast <laughs> yeah. by two friends. Uh, yeah, and we try and talk about uh, depression in hopefully a helpful light and uh, we talk about a, a suicide in history typically at the end. Um, but more on that later. Guys, thank you so much, people who listen to the podcast, for buying my album. Thank you so much. Uh, we went to the number one on the charts. We beat Mulaney. We beat Gaffigan. We beat Burr. We beat Yankovic. <laughs> Cosby, he's fucking over. Canceled. <laughs> but seriously, I appreciate anybody who's uh, been buying it. Um, uh, I have to buy more merch. I've, I'm, I'm getting some orders coming back, dude. I fucked up at the post office. I fucked up at the post office. This is like a really office. sad country song. That's my band. I, <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? Where I fucked up at the post office. And this is I Cried at the Post Office. Yeah, it's part of the people from Death Cab for Cutie. Plus, they work for some people over in Europe. And it's called uh, I, 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 I Fucking Spent All Day at the Post Office. Spent All Day at the Post Office. Spent All Day at the Fucking Post Office. I um, found a tea kettle in my girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> now I'm sad and I live on another island. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I miss him. Uh, okay, wait. So your orders, some orders came back because you like Just shipped them one, wrong? but I'm nervous because oh, okay. today's like, I've gotten some people like, our order came in and then like one that came back and it was like, you need to pay like way too much to ship it to like in America. So I'm suspicious. I'm like, there might just be one goof up. I don't know. I'm, what do you, I'm nervous. What do you mean? What Like, what did it say? I don't understand. The package came back and was like, oh, you, you didn't pay, pay enough like, postage. Yeah. It's like, you need to pay like $5 more. I was like, that can't be right. There's oh, no Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And but I, but what I'm not understanding is how did you send something like you went to the post office and you were like send this mm -hmm. and then you pay them yeah. what it costs. They have a machine. So then how was it not enough money? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. That's my confusion as well. I weighed it on the thing. They tell you, here's this thing, print out, you put it in the thing and you know, it came back. <laughs> Wow. So it's the post office's fault. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I th mm -hmm. I, that's why I'm like, it might be just one thing. That's so weird. I'm nervous because initially I'm like, man, I sent out like fucking 50 orders. Like what? And a lot of them I didn't put my return address. So I'm like, oh, because at a certain point, Georgia was like, you're putting your own address on there. And I was like, yeah, I ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Like, ah, shit. Damn. Yeah, that's like, I don't even know how that could possibly happen. 
You know what I mean? Like, wow, you have a lot of faith in our government and our post office. No, like I literally don't understand how it happens. It's not that I think that they're so great. It's that I don't even understand how that's possible. For like you, they put the postage on in. That's like blowing my mind. Like, well, it, I, again, I use the machine. It's literally it just like weighs it, it and it, then it prints out the thing. I mean, that's all. And then later, so I can't blame like a human. Sure, I blame, I blame Skynet. I definitely blame the robot. It empire. sounds to it, the way it sounds to me is like it sounds like what you're telling me is yeah, man. I went to Amoeba and I gave them fifteen dollars for this record, and then a week later they called me and they were like, "Um, that was forty dollars." <laughs> like, well, yeah. that's, that's why the post office sucks, dude. <laughs> that's bananas. Yeah, like I imagine it went into some sort of like slot where it got weighed with some extra package accidentally or some shit. Like, you know, I'm sure it's all automation that somehow fucks up. Wow. It just, it just sounds so insane. You are shook. Yeah. Faith is like blown. Well, if we don't have dude, the post office, what do we have? Dude, I got to get you into public enemy. I'm I'm not married, man. The post office is all I have, dude. My cat, my cat's going to die someday. And then what do I have? Oh, if I can't safely ship my The government CDs. sent my package back. I'm going to blow up the White House. Come with it now. I tried to send a t-shirt to a fan <laughs> with a sticker. <laughs> this is authoritarian government control. <laughs> oh, man. My mistake for not doing it through a company. Yeah, dude. You got to do it through a company. Well, I mean, I bought like this weighing <laughs> like machine. Like DHL. At home and it fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> DHL. Yeah. Um. Some of those who send packages. Sorry, guys. I went mm-hmm. off on my, my reality with uh, my dumb fucking Dude, album. I hate your reality. Dude, what's going on Let's go back to your my world. reality. <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's dip into Dave's Matrix. No, no, no. I, I think that uh, we should talk more about the post office. <laughs> <laughs> no, buy Hampton's album. Do it. I mean, it's clearly not going to come in the mail, but you should buy it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I know, it won't show up. You're not going to oh, get it. but I also haven't accepted it, any of the money yet, so I'm good. Making sure everybody gets it. Oh yeah. Before I, before I, I quite honestly, it's also your fault for having a CD player instead of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> CD player? Yeah, you're sending them CDs, right? No, That's cassettes. What, uh, oh, okay. Well, it's their fault for having a cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hell yeah, got them, dude. Got them. Smoked. Scoped, yeah, man. Dead. You should just. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why you haven't heard of MP3s yet. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but. It comes uh, with a drone. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's but no, it's definitely surprising generation. that uh, <laughs> that it was that it's hard to mail someone a tape. Uh, <laughs> well, somebody else wrote me back and was like, "Hey, loving the T-shirt." <laughs> no, I mean, I I'm obviously kidding. I love tapes. <laughs> I, I I show when, me the tapes when my album comes out. I'm going right, to gonna sell wanna, tapes. You're going to want to go on Black mm-hmm. Infowars. You're going to want to take the tapes. Okay, you're going to need the tapes that Hampton's sending out. All right, these, uh-huh. are, these are fraudulent tapes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. When you play them backwards, they teach you gay recipes. <laughs> <laughs> Recipes by and for your gay friends. <laughs> they don't turn you gay, they're just enjoyment. <laughs> All sorts of avocado dips. What is this podcast? <laughs> it's so crazy. Blackinforce.com, gayrecipes.com. Yeah, no. <laughs> Whoa, wait, hold on. I wonder if gayrecipes.com. <laughs> That's gotta be a website. Yeah, dude, it's called Chive. 
Ooh, the, the chive.com. The chive. The chive, dude. Gayrecipes.com. Dude, hold on. Dude, that site he just straight up can't be reached. Let me see if. Go to playboy.com. No. No, on. the good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're going to love it. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Playboy.com. You're not even going to fucking believe dude, this. All right. Sears.com. It's like a bunch of section. boobs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Type boobs to see Google boobs, dude. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're asking me what this podcast is. <laughs> Hold on, I'm Dave's doing this on a googling search. Hold on, not only is GayRecipes.com available, yeah. it's two dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh, guys, Black <laughs> Wars and GayRecipes.com. <laughs> Those are our websites. I don't know. What are we encouraging people to do? Um, I feel like we're making our own Spectrum TV, basically. Like we're oh, making wow. our own like channel of you know websites that are approved. When you buy our package, you get gayrecipes.com, get blackinfowars.com, get dave to the ross.gov, hamptonyunt.edu. Wait, hold on. Okay, here are the things that GoDaddy says. Oh, when you have cool. searched for gayrecipes.com, it says gayrecipes.com is available, discounted from $17.99 to $2.99. And then it says this, why it's great. Gayrecipes.com is easy to remember. It uses yep. the .com extension, and gayrecipes is 15 characters or less. So that's why it's great. <laughs> they said nothing about gay rights. <laughs> Absolutely or food. Nothing about yeah. food. And how we're obviously going to be uh, cooking healthy meals for people uh, who need better nutrition. You know what uh, I mean? Okay, first recipe on gayrecipes.com. Uh, carrot with a little bit okay. of salt. <laughs> a little bit of salt and some pepper. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is Have you ever tried it? Dude, it's simple. It's simple. <laughs> you don't need a lot. No frills. I'm not into frills. Uh-huh. What do you think? I was going to say Baconator. <laughs> Dude, if your recipe on GayRecipes.com was, okay, it's a carrot, and then on top of that carrot, you put a Baconator. <laughs> Baconator. It's called... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> one carrot, one Baconator, and then you put that in a pot, and you cook it for seven hours. <laughs> yeah, and sure, it's a burnt carrot and a burnt Baconator, mm. but it tastes great. It really brings out the carrot. I find the Baconator accentuates the carrot. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm drowning in carrot. Maybe there's too much carrot taste, and this overpowers the Baconator sometimes. Sometimes the carrot's a little too strong. So you have to really make a powerful Baconator. I do feel like I would love to make a, a cookbook that's a Baconator cookbook in which we just tell people what, people to, what to put on a Baconator. Uh, I feel I like we could make a million dollars. Wendy's social media is already pretty funny. Oh, so we can't be funny too? No, I actually heard that. That's on their website. Damn, <laughs> well, they're good. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> they got us. Wendy's Suicide Buddy sucks. Uh, GayRecipes.com. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, You're ridiculous. It also is. <laughs> fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Drink your Gatorade. Drink it. Swallow it. Uh, guys, my favorite Gatorade uh, flavor frost. is Frost. Frost. It's crisp and cool. Oh, and that's why I'm up like north. <laughs> you know, chugging some back with Don Cornelius. Gatorade is so Don, funny Yukon to me. Cornelius? I said Don Cornelius. It's the, <laughs> the most ridiculous himself. fucking... The fact that Gatorade is so popular well, is I'm, so dumb to me. Dude, I'm like a high-performance athlete, though. So oh, yeah, exactly. I'm like... Hey, do you lot. need water, but that's not enough for you? Salty water? Uh, <laughs> you want salty water? Hey, do you need to get... Hydrated, but have you want to have fun? 
drink the ocean with aggressive names. You know how water's boring? <laughs> you know how you want to get bullied by water? <laughs> Gatorade, fuck you, drink it. Raspberry date rate. <laughs> Try our new flavor. Slam it. Slam it down your throat. Chug it. What if water was in a bottle that had a butt? Uh, what's <laughs> what's that flavor? Arctic butt chug? <laughs> <laughs> All right, try new Kappa Sig Lime. I feel like people come it's down lime, on Gatorade It's lime, but you pay for much. friends. What? People come down on Gatorade too much. It's time I, we stopped. Oh, yeah? They've done so much They're, for us. Gatorade? Gator, Gatorade. You're right. We're being too mean to this corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, all right. Gayrecipes.com. If you want to make a really nice champagne, you get a little bit of champagne, and you just add... Some Gatorade Frost in there. Quench your thirst. <laughs> Have the right champagne. Yeah. Champagne that quenches That's your thirst. That's called an ass monkey. <laughs> ass. It's like brass monkey. You get it. Yeah. I've never had a brass monkey, though, so I got a little confused. Oh, you, brass monkey is when you pour orange juice into a 40. Oh, okay. So... You can continue to get drunk, but you don't have to taste the ass of the 40. That's what brass monkey is. Uh, Those Beastie Boys are never going anywhere with that. Yeah. Rest in peace, all of them. <laughs> um, yeah. What I like to do is I like to take a Baconator okay. and pour a whole Gatorade Frost onto mm -hmm. it. It's called a Gatorator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I am so tired today. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, cool, dude. Let's of quit. You. <laughs> oh, of no. Oh. Of me. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, this is uh, literally such a slug for us to do this today. <laughs> really? Uh, it's hot. It's hot outside. It's hot now. It got hot in LA. I've lost all will to live. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on with you, Hampton? Mm, enough about me. Back to Dave. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> no, I asked you before, though. Oh, did doing. you? Yeah. Um, I felt like we were talking too much about me. Oh, sure. Um, well, I guess I asked you what's going on with you because there's nothing going on with me now. <laughs> I literally, I finished recording the album. I've been resting. Oh, yeah, and, uh, and I cannot get myself back into having a productive life, which is actually, I'm just kind of finally a month or so after the album, uh, probably cause I'm about to run out of money again, but, uh, I'm like, all right, Dave, what the fuck? Get your shit together and start oh, yeah. like working on comedy and goddamn. I mean, I've been doing my work and I've been, you know, trying to be, but I just haven't been able to get myself into routine and I've been sad and shit. And to that. be fair, the video game characters that you've been playing, have, have been making a lot of money. Like that's true. Like Zelda is like fucking. I, he showed me his armor. I got a lot He's of rupees. It's true. You could sell his armor. I I bought an ancient <laughs> bow. It's true, and that's hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I bought you an know, ancient bow. I got an ancient helm. Kids, I got laid <laughs> off at the Twitch factory. It's hard, you know. I'm putting the armor on Zelda. I'm losing coins. <laughs> I got a dark lord after me. He's on my ass. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man. I got a, the dark lord's up my ass. I got Ganon breathing down my neck. This is a reference to jokes from the podcast two years ago. <laughs> my God. How long has this podcast been going? Uh, this episode? Yeah. Two years. Two years. <laughs> and the podcast is a whole year and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. How has it been? When did we start it? October 2017, I think. Oh, damn. I don't know. 
<laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry I ruined our anniversary. Oh, that's okay, dude. Happy birthday. It's not the anniversary. I, I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm just trying anything. Yeah, yo, okay. you. Okay, man. You're a grown man. Me too. <laughs> Fly away, little bird, baby bird. I really am so tired, and I, I really feel like you're having to pull the weight on this episode comedically, Are you Hampton. A fucking fat comment? Yeah. I'm really so tired, and you're so fat, and that's Suck not good. Suck my fat dick. <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> Suck my overweight. Thank you for listening to Tired Boy and Fat Ass. <laughs> We're not going to be killing ourselves this week look again. Out, look out, Gotham City. It's Tired Boy and Fat Ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, between Tired Boy and Fat Ass, who, who's the hero and who's the sidekick? I'm saying mm. tired boy is Batman. Yeah, it's odd. The boy dynamic has changed where it's the yeah. man. Batman is the boy now. <laughs> yeah, totally. An ass is boy. Not to blow in a lot our of world. Minds right now. A boy is a man and an ass is a boy. <laughs> ass is a boy. Oh, man. So, yeah, since a boy is a man in our world, it's okay to fuck a boy. <laughs> so, you've been up to nothing. <laughs> So you clearly have <laughs> nothing going on. Uh, yeah, no, I've had so much going on. I <laughs> bought uh, an ancient bow, and I have a lot of rupees. It's to true. Fair, I, yeah, I don't know. I got to get back into the swing of things. You got to play more Zelda? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I've actually stopped playing video games for a little while. Oh, well, uh, la-di-da. Yeah, la-di-da. Someone's better than me, I guess. Well, it's sad. It's when you when you kind of wean yourself off, and it's like... I, it's was, the games you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> That's when your life becomes <laughs> truly jazz. Damn, you play video games like jazz. Yeah, dude. Total video games. You not don't do it. <laughs> With jazz, it's the jobs you don't do. It's it, I, I bought Mortal Kombat. I 10 quit my job. Was the last thing I, you know, was playing, and now it's like I turn it on and I play like one match, and I'm like killing somebody with Scorpion, and I'm like. What is, just stop. This <laughs> totally. I feel weird because I'm like literally tearing someone's head off in the video game. And I have no feeling. I'm like mad at myself. I'm like, well, that was stupid. Why did I do that? I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I Mortal, got nothing out of that. I didn't realize it was, we were at Mortal Kombat 10 now. That's crazy. 10 XL. They added an L because at this of point, X. I feel like we should start wondering if maybe it's in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Maybe They're it's not immoral dying. combat. Uh, uh, new rule: If you're mortal, you die. Uh, new rule: K, K no, it's a K no no. Immoral combat. <laughs> immoral combat. Oh my god! It it's is just funny. Dennis Miller Dude, fighting Alex Jones. I love like Street Fighter and like Mortal Kombat. That these games that started off as so racist, where they're just like, "All right, I'm playing the guy from Hong Kong. He's wearing a Hong Kong hat and he yeah, throws it. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's totally. got a sombrero. He throws. Yeah, Everything's totally. always like so racist in those yeah, games. Yeah, everyone in Brazil is green. <laughs> you know, that's racism. The one, that's the one true one. They generate electricity. Yeah, totally. Not cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny Blanca like Blanca was just on the white angel dude <laughs> the uh they it is so true because the, then they're like the American one he's like a fucking fighter pilot <laughs> oh the movie <laughs> Guile 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the American guy. Yeah, yeah, badass. He's just like a sick dude. Who, yeah, uh, dude. There was so much fun, like uh, fantasy stuff around that time after like the Desert Storm shit. Mm-hmm. It was like he was in Desert Storm. <laughs> and it's like really like one of the lamest conflicts we've ever had. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> That was a really nice thing to say about our Desert Storm veteran we have as a guest today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Colonel Sanders? Yeah. <laughs> it's you. Well, boys. Uh, listen, the one thing we didn't have in Kuwait was 26 spices. <laughs> 26 oh chicken spices that Saddam Hussein was, had taken from us and kept from us in one of his palaces. Of course, we didn't go all the way into Baghdad and <laughs> kill him and his family. The idea that Colonel Sanders is a desert storm Stolen valor, Colonel Sanders. Stolen valor. I do want to say really quickly, um, I think it's probably obvious from who we have established ourselves as on this podcast, but we have nothing but the utmost respect for people who are veterans of Desert Storm. We're just idiots. Irreverent. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a suicide podcast. Yeah, I don't want to make people Crunch. feel uh, bad. Captain Crunch again, Stolen Valor. I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but I also I so very little give a fuck about anybody's job. <laughs> <laughs> if you told me you were a crab fisherman, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but we have a suicide podcast, and one of oh. the oh, groups yeah. with the highest rate of suicide are war veterans. Yeah, but one of the highest. And I think we have a lot of listeners but the who are veterans. Death rates is crab fishermen. Is that true? Yes. Really? Log- loggers, crab fishermen, people who just try and get you wood and crab. Well, yeah, they keep getting <laughs> crab. They get fucking split in half by like a cage or a, a log comes down, crushes them, no insurance, devastates a family. I'll make jokes about Is that, that true? shit all day. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Sure. I didn't know that. It's a shitty, it's a shitty life. Well, that's what happens when you go fishing for an STD. <laughs> <laughs> when I go logging for some pussy. <laughs> yeah. You go logging for crabs. Hey, log off. <laughs> I didn't even process that it's a crabs. <laughs> I thought oh, it was a crabs saying, joke. Like, fishermen yeah. just have venereal disease in general. Yeah, no, and I'm I was not... like, yeah, that's probably true. Also, <laughs> <laughs> they do probably die and probably have venereal. Well, disease. yeah, because yeah, they because they smell like fish. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Why did I take the job that gives me crabs? Well, shave me down. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, shave me and blow well, me down. Shave me down and call me a penis. <laughs> support the troops. Uh, hey, laddie, support, hey, the, support troops. the troops. Uh, <laughs> I was an Irish crab fisherman in that moment. Ah, oh, sure. We get crabs in Dublin. <laughs> crabs are boned. Oh. <laughs> a Stonehenge, they have crabs. Stonehenge has crabs. <laughs> uh, oh, old O'Malley had crabs. And O'Brien. And oh, Well, oh. Old, cra- old Crabby. <laughs> um, no, I'm down to joke about everything, but also. Come Every now and then I, I just have to be like, oh, yeah, we, we like you. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, so who are we talking about? I think about? also it's because we're so liberal oh, that it could we, what? It, it, we could be interpreted as hating troops. Excuse Do you know what I mean? Excuse me? 
It's one of those uh, things. I bleed red, white, and blue, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My truck's got truck nuts and truck dick. I mean, we're up here like shitting on Christ and stuff all the time. Just as a reminder, we <laughs> support the troops. We do sometimes uh, also get people to be like, hey, just, you know, um, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Please stop shitting on Christ. Please, uh, stop shitting uh, on Christ. <laughs> Um, oh, I was asking. Uh, who- did dude, my dad? We've talked about my dad a little bit. I, my dad was, by the way, in the Navy my whole life. And then when we fucking attacked uh, Iraq and Afghanistan after nine oh, eleven, uh, my father, who was I think in his sixties at that point, tried to reenlist. Holy shit! And when I asked him why, he was like, "They need me." <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who understands the boats, Dave. <laughs> I'm the only one who can talk to the boats. My dad is an Irish crab fisherman. <laughs> My boat whisperer. <laughs> I can talk to the boats. Oh, you say the boats won't go to Iraq and Afghanistan. I'll get the boats into Afghanistan. <laughs> I'll take them over the rocky terrain. Uh, dad, it's landlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Fitzcarraldo? <laughs> We're going to no. be taking the boats on land <laughs> by way of slave labor. <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny is actually uh, the what's navy funny? is so important to the military because uh, they of course can send off all the air force mm-hmm. there. It's like having mobile air- airports. Well, that's but yeah, not really true. But what that they, they can deploy jets? Yeah, but they oh, man, this is just a thing I know because I've had the military in my life. The they don't actually interact with the Air Force in that way, really. Oh, okay. The Air Force flies off of land. They're oh, okay. like Navy jets that fly off of air ca- aircraft Honestly, carriers. that's totally fair. Yeah, it's a small <laughs> detail, but sure, that's, uh, it's important. Yeah, but I know what you're I, saying. I think sure. I would assume it's a plane, so yeah, Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see the disconnect. They ship the Marines off, and yeah, they're, yeah, they're important. Yeah. Yeah, plus they have like just gigantic cannons. So I imagine that they could like send artillery into like Afghanistan almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they do. I don't know exactly don't know how why. they do nowadays, but they do like drop from- off the Marines. <laughs> I do think it's so funny in the military. There's a lot of shit talking. People call the Air Force like cr- they're all crazy, and everyone else calls the Army dumb, and everyone calls the Navy gay. <laughs> or effeminate in some way. And it's all like, like that one's really shitty. Cause like obvious reasons. Why is that bad? <laughs> but then the other ones too, it's like, why would being in the army make you dumb? <laughs> why are you insane if you're in the air force? But the Marines talk shit about everyone and, and they the just call them are cool. And yeah, the terrorists rule. <laughs> Army's uh, dumb. Marines yeah. are smart. Navy's gay. Terrorists are cool. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> wait. Whoa. Uh, the post office are all weird. <laughs> They're all weirdos, man. Dog catchers are warlocks. <laughs> uh, no, but Marines are like historically kind of assholes. People say they're assholes. And I think the reason for that is that Marines talk a lot of shit about everybody else. They just call everybody cowards and stuff. And the reason for that is that that the Marines like are sent in first at in every war. The they ride the Navy's boats to whatever war and they drop they go in first and then like most of them die. God, why do you like war so much? <laughs> and so I think that I'm, my point is I think the Marines are allowed to talk shit because uh, we're like <laughs> yeah, go in, in and first they're like, out. do we have oh, sorry, to? Last out. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you have out. to. Yeah. And yeah. then like half of them die. And they're like, hey, you guys are cowards. <laughs> and they're and everyone else is like, no, we're not, but we kind of are. Honestly, the Men in Black <laughs> are the most important. Uh, oh yeah, they, they keep us you know safe from space. Well, sites. they have that. They have that song. <laughs> If the Marine, here come the Marines. <laughs> that would be Earth Defenders. 
Yeah. Also, I'm terrified of Marines. Not me. I've, and I hate I've, them. I've like, beaten up everyone I've ever seen. Yeah, I beat them all up. I beat up Hell John yeah, Cena for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do that for practice before I beat up a bunch of Marines. I also am really looking forward to the email or two I get from people who have been in the Army that are like, actually, <laughs> and uh, I'm not dumb, but it's like in crayon. <laughs> Hey, you call me dumb. I, Guess what? I, I'm pretty smart. Backwards are not dumb. Ben, you feel pretty <laughs> foolish. All right, dude. Let's get into this fucker. Who are we methin' doing? D- uh, damn, I didn't prepare one. Oh, all right. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> uh, we're, this week, we are talking about... Uh, Margot Hemingway. Tight. <laughs> That's right. Is it gonna be? A, is it gonna be good? No. Is it gonna be sad. It's gonna be short and it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be short and bad. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, just like my dick. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Take a break, guys. All right. Nothing. I'm all p- pumped, dude. I'm pumped up on the frost. Yeah. Frost Gatorade. Feeling good. Nice, dude. I read a bunch of promo. <laughs> you did read all the promos. Read I was doing promos. research in Hampton. Read the promos. Yeah, I really stepped up. <laughs> yeah. I really we filled really the void. You. <laughs> I just, you know, so guys, if you're wondering why you're suddenly more tempted to join up for all of these new podcasts or, you know, things I've advertised in that hot, hot promo session... Then uh, you know, don't don't really question it. It's probably just me. What? Sorry, <laughs> I my foot yeah, was caught in this thing. Tangled, man. Wow, yeah, dude, you're pretty easy to kill. <laughs> <laughs> I almost died. That was insane. I feel dead. <laughs> dead tired. Should we talk about the Hemingway family? Um. Okay. <laughs> Great. Seems like you're gonna insist on this. All right. Yeah, this one's gonna be a little weird because. Um, I don't know, like, I this one more than anyone I've ever done, I don't really, I'm going to talk about who, what her life was, but that is not what's most important to me in the story. Okay. Um, I want to do Ernest Hemingway next also, but it's similar, like. He's from Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah, that Ernest. Ernest goes to jail. Totally, the Ernest movies. All the all yeah. the importance of being Ernest. <laughs> yeah, the importance of being Ernest goes to camp. The okay, importance um, of Ernest going to camp. <laughs> the importance of going to camp. It doesn't matter who's in the movie. Um, huh. Yeah. Well, because okay. like you want to build out the Hemingway story. I guess I I felt like this for a, I guess maybe I've kind of always felt like this, but they're like. I want to paint the picture of who she was, but it doesn't really matter. But the weird thing is that the way that she's talked about, just like the way that when you read about her, it's like she was a model and she was an actress and she was set and she killed herself. <laughs> it's just like, wait, no, I, I feel like those details are, it should be flipped. Okay. The importance is, so I, I will talk briefly about who she was. So, you know, she Margot Hemingway was one of um Jack Hemingway's sons 
uh, daughters, and Jack Hemingway was one of Ernest Hemingway's sons. So Margot Hemingway was the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway. Oh, okay. And uh, so you kind of removed from the whole thing. I mean, kind of removed. Yeah. yeah. And I, when I knew that she was a celebrity. And obviously, I knew Ernest Hemingway was a celebrity. I honestly thought they were related, and I don't think they really are. I mean, I mean, okay. I think they are. Did <laughs> say the grandfather? Or, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I guess I kind of thought, oh, that they were close, or yeah, not that they were close, that they were that her fame had something had a lot to do with his fame. Mm. Like once I heard that there was fame across the family, I just kind of thought. Oh sure. Well, everyone in this family was always famous. I guess is what I there's thought. There's no way a woman can do. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's the way. Wait, wait, that's not it. Yeah, that's what that's I meant. Because there's no way. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> wait. So, uh, time frame wise, roughly her life. So she was born February sixteenth, nineteen fifty four, and oh. her grandfather Ernest Hemingway killed himself like six years after that, or something like that. Whoa. Five years after that. Honor Bert. <laughs> on her birthday, birthday, on her gravestone. He didn't get her a present. He, was he didn't probably, get her he was pregnant. He probably embarrassed. <laughs> he didn't get her pregnant. On her birthday? On her birthstone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and done. <laughs> yeah. No, do you understand what I mean? Like, if you don't know anything oh, about yeah. the Hemingway family and you hear that you know who Ernest Hemingway is, and then you hear that his granddaughter is famous. You think like, well, of course, everyone who's a Hemingway is just in the limelight. Interesting. But that's not the case. You perceive it a little like the Kennedys. Totally. In some weird way. But, you know, it's funny because I wonder where that impression comes from because he's a successful writer, but, I mean, do you assume large estates, you know, off of that? or? I mean, he actually was a really famous public figure. Yeah. Uh, he was like really he gave a known. lot of interviews too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and he just lived this bombastic, crazy fucking life. I once punched the Pope. Exactly. That's uh, who I he made was. love to a boot. I mean, he was like really. Yeah, he 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 defined masculinity before John Wayne. Even yeah, it was like he wrote about, and then I went bullfight bullfighting in Spain. Yeah, exactly. And I kissed a woman. Yeah, and it was wrong. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and he lived in Cuba <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then his son, Jack Hemingway, uh, wasn't famous. Jack he just off wasn't Hemingway. in the limelight. Jack off Hemingway. Jack off Hemingway. Yes. <laughs> That's why he's so unsuccessful. That's, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I bet that was really hard to be Ernest Hemingway's son, for sure. I would imagine, yeah. And I'm sure he's probably not a chill dad. Yeah, for sure. I haven't done any research on into that. Uh huh. I mean, but he seems so intense. Like, how can you take that? It's I don't know. Plus, he's a legend. You know, it's like. Well, that's kind of my point with the details of Margot's life. The the historical facts about her being like kind of inconsequential to me. I don't really think that's the interesting. Um, so I think. I think that it that it helped once she decided to go be in the limelight. Mm -hmm. Then immediately people were like, "Holy shit, this is Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter." And so then people were 10 times as interested in her as they would have been, but it wasn't like she was set up since birth no. to be famous. She just like she was uh, a really talented, charismatic, beautiful, also six foot tall mm -hmm. woman. Yeah. And that certainly helps with being a model. So she started <laughs> off modeling in 1972. I believe what she was 
18 when she started being a model. Probably started before then, but people were, she turned 18 and they were like, okay, now go. Yeah, you she's know? a game. <laughs> this is, yeah, probably like late 50s, 60s now at this point. So 72 to 75, okay. she <laughs> was, no, she was born in 54. So, yeah, I thought it was maybe late 60s at this point, but okay. Um, no, 72 is when she was 18. And so from then to 1975 is when what you would probably characterize as her modeling career. And she was a cover model. She was big. She was on the cover of Cosmopolitan, L. Harper's Bar, Vogue, on the cover of Time. She was on the cover of American Vogue. Um, you're not anything unless you're on the cover of Boy's Life. For, for me. Damn, highlights. <laughs> highlights of uh, children. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Dog Fancy. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oprah's oh, Magazine. Absolutely. Dog book. Fancy, not Cat Fancy. Every time. Nintendo Power, which I don't know if that's still a thing. Every time I see O Magazine and Oprah's on the cover, I'm always like, she got the cover. How'd she do so it? How'd she do Who does she know? She's on every cover, right? <laughs> yes. That's so fucking crazy. What a psychopath. It's, I like that it's just been consistent. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy, crazy person. <laughs> nah, Oprah dude, Winfrey. She should be president. I, I agree. Uh, but you have to be crazy to want to be president. <laughs> I, God damn it. I hate everything you don't everyone have ever said. to be said. crazy to work here, but it helps. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, even if you want to be president, that makes you a piece of shit. Every thought everyone in America has ever had was just the first thing you thought when you got high for the first time. More like Democrats <laughs> and Rebutlicans. <laughs> got him. Scoped. My favorite thing is like... <laughs> Dead. One of my favorite people that I follow online is Glenn Greenwald. He's a, like a famous journalist. Okay. And I will say like he has some opinions that I disagree with wildly sometimes, but he is inarguably a free-thinking person. And if you look at... He just... And he's very, like, vigorous about getting facts out there. And like I said, sometimes he says some dumb shit, but mostly it's really well thought out, very well researched. I mean, he's the guy that, uh, what's his name, from WikiLeaks reached out to. Oh, Julian uh, Assange? Yeah. And, uh, or no, no, wait. Benedict Cumberbatch. He, I don't know if it was Julian Assange or Edward Snowden. It also might have oh, been okay. both. Uh, At the same time, dude, threesome. Yeah, but so Hot. they met. Every, they all Autistic fucked. threesome. <laughs> totally. Autism threesome. This is a great This is bad. podcast. This is bad. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, so, but he's usually on point. Yeah, and then if you look at... at the the replies to everything he tweets are just like you're a moron idiot haven't you realized this thing everyone thought already i just oh man it drives me crazy anyway um <laughs> so support glenn greenwald glenn greenwald i get if he's being a dumbass about trump right now though is the one thing he's like i think he's made of candy <laughs> he is he is still like guys give Mueller a break <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she she has a, a successful modeling career, um, and during this time, yeah, this is what's tough. It's like there's there's much less writing on what her personal life personal life was like during and this time. Career highlights. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. The highlights real. It's just there's a footnote in everything you read that's like, and she did a lot of drugs and she was depressed during that time, okay. and. She went to Studio 54 a lot and partied with all the famous people who went to Studio Don't 54. Go there. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, the place. No. If I have any advice for people in the past is, don't go in there. <laughs> yeah. It's basically a haunted house for cocaine. Yeah. 
It literally the stories of there, you know. And then later they stabbed a guy, like you know. For it also is funny. Like every time you hear about a celebrity in the seventies, <laughs> basically the story is no, like, don't do any oh, of I that, know, right? dude. Cocaine makes everyone a monster, and I think it was like a lost, a lost time period for people. I saw this interview with with uh, Muffet Hemingway, which was her big sister. That's not a person. Who? Uh, well, her name is Joan, but everyone called her Muffet. Not like, Little this Miss family. Is they had a t- yes, little Mitt. You're right, little Miss Muffet. It was little Miss Muffet who sat on a tuffet and blew her brains and blew her fucking <laughs> brains, brains out. The <laughs> spider came up and Damn. said, Whoa, whoa, that <laughs> suicide. This, this is crazy. <laughs> you should have called a hotline. <laughs> spider came up and was like, Wow, don't be sad. Um, no, Muffet is the like artist Hemingway sister in this family. Okay. There were three sisters in this family that were the daughters of Jack Hemingway and oh my god, shit, I'm forgetting the the mom's name. Uh oh, Byra. Byra, Byra Hemingway. Oh. Yeah. Crazy names, man. Yeah, dude, I know. Jack is normal dude, for sure. Honestly, but... <laughs> yeah, Jack. Oh, so wait, it's Jack uh, but off, it says though. Jack's See, real the... name is Jerkoff. Jerk. Yeah, yeah. Jerkoff Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I changed it from jerk off. <laughs> yeah. Once I found out that I was named after jacking off, I changed it to jack off. Because this is a thing. This I think I think this speaks volumes about Margot Hemingway's life. Um she changed her name from M A R G O T to M A R G A U X when she found out Frenchified. When she found out that her name that she was named after the wine Chateau Margot, which is spelled M A R G A U X, because that was the wine her parents were drunk on when she was conceived. But is it also because the X don't give it to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. X! Margot X! <laughs> it's Margot with an X! Yeah. <laughs> so Margot changed her name to the Nookie. <laughs> <laughs> when she found out that her parents uh, interesting. broke a lot of stuff Naming the, the night they were fucked and created her. I love that. Yeah, that's we were drinking called- Chateau Margot, and that's why we named you Margot. That's great. Uh, Coors, Coors Yunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, Mom, why did you name me Night Train? <laughs> Sleep medication Yunt. <laughs> Over-the-counter sleep medication, yeah. My middle name is Zzzquill, and I don't know why. (laughs) Zzzquill. What are you, a bee? (laughs) Got it. Scoped. Scoped bees. Dead. Oh, bees. Dead dead bees. I thought you were talking about the bee in apartment 23. Don't trust her. (laughs) Let's move on. Uh, I, uh... Yeah, so she's going to Studio 54, hanging out with Andy Warhol and Grace Jones and shit, and I uh, wonder if she did Whoa. any drugs at all. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Amish, totally. This is also scared. a person who, like, from a young age had depression, obviously, and so has been going to therapy for most of her life, mm-hmm. um, which is, I don't know how easy that would be if you are uh, the daughter of... Uh, 
of like an outdoorsman who lives in Oregon and is who, the Jack? son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who and is the son of the manliest man who ever fucking lived. <laughs> um, is you know, this one of those like notes that was given you saying in her story where they're kind of like at this age, she had depression or like, you know, like you said she had depression or seen therapists at a young age. Is that like documented? In- yeah, it is documented. I couldn't find much about it. Um, also for whatever reason, I'm uh, just kind of having a tough time today. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, (laughs) why don't you, so in fairness, step off my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You could back uh, the fuck off. Back it the fuck off. Um, okay. All right. So I'm writing this down. Okay. Go fuck myself. Yeah. Okay. Good. Got notes for spit bomb back and forth. No, she was uh, epileptic starting at a young age. She was also Uh-oh. dyslexic. But also, like, starting in her teen years, she had obvious signs of depression uh, and alcoholism and started going to therapy for these things. Also, Damn. bulimia. Like, this this shit all started when she was really young. I'm amazed that she was able to keep it together. To, to, to be a be model, model at all. Like, I travel know. the world and do, like, all that, you know? that's Totally. Wow. Then, starting in 1976, she gets put in movies. Um, oh, no. The cocaine is worse. <laughs> the first movie is literally... The, Wikipedia... I'm going to directly quote Wikipedia because Wikipedia describes her first movie as a rape and revenge film, which is just like... That's a genre. I, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that photo I posted on Instagram where I was at... Um, Amoeba Records, and they have the movie section, and it was gay horror. <laughs> like, I just was so like funny. laughing. <laughs> yeah, I love like. Yeah, that's a weird like. Uh, it's what would you call it? Like exploitation, very... exploitation kind of flick, right? For sure. Well, that's the thing. It was called like a horror movie, but because it's a rape and revenge horror movie, it was labeled as an exploitation movie by critics and mm. kind of panned yeah. when it came out There's like as bad on, for the world. I think the big ones, I spit on your grave. This one was called Lipstick. Mm. Yeah. And, okay, so it was the beginning of her acting career, and she had always wanted to be an actor, so it was a huge deal for her. Damn. And she got her little sister, Mariel Hemingway, who was 14 years old, in the movie. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really scared. Well, actually, you know what's so funny? Nothing like you would think happened knowing all that information that was bad. (laughs) What happened though, that was bad for everyone involved was that she got her, uh, 14 year old sister into the movie. And then it turns out everyone thinks her 14 year old sister, Mariel is the great actor. And everyone thinks she's a bad actor, (laughs) dude. So like that is that she is critically panned as an actor. And everyone's like, who is this Mariel? She's incredible. She's my sister. (laughs) (laughs) And she got her the job. Yeah, that's crazy. So then she like, doesn't have much luck in film. She's in a lot of movies, Shit. but basically no good movies I after that. Her sister like went on to do more stuff. She oh, Mariel Hemingway? Absolutely. Yeah. She was in a bunch of shit. Oh, really? Um yeah, let me look that I'm sorry, up. Sorry, I, I don't real know quick. a lot about No, it's okay. Matter of fact, I I started talking I wanted to talk about Margot Hemingway and Hemingways in general. Mhm. A long time ago, but I wanted to do it today because I watched this movie that Mariel Hemingway made five or six years ago called uh, Running From Crazy. Hmm. It's a documentary about suicide and suicide oh. prevention and suicide in her family. What if uh, her family just never came up the whole time? <laughs> 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 um, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, you'd mentioned that. That, was, uh, that sounds great. 
Yeah, she's been in so much, so much stuff. Meryl Hemingway. Yeah, she's making the films. biggest thing that you would know her from probably is she was the love interest in Manhattan. The oh, okay, the Woody Allen. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> like she was uh, uh, the stunt double for E.T. Uh, <laughs> you great biggest thing she ever did. <laughs> oh, okay. That and she was she was the love interest in Manhattan. Uh, the the thing about Running from Crazy, by the way, is when it, it's a fine movie. Okay. Uh, it's cool that she made this movie about mental health and suicide, but it's also give me a break. As you're wa- yeah, like <laughs> what a loser. Um, as you're watching it, you're like, this is maybe a little corny, right? Oh, and then yeah. at the very end of the movie, it says "Made for the O Network," <laughs> and I was like, I knew it. Uh, I knew this was kind of kind of lame. <laughs> The O network is that oxygen? That is Oprah's TV network. I thought hers was own, Harpo. Own Harpo. Yeah, Harpo is Oprah's company. Her production company. Uh, no, it's her name backwards. Harpo. Oh, funny. And then O, I guess. Oh, is own. Own is <laughs> yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah, that yeah. Place is uh, nuts. Um, you know they're in cahoots with Oprah. Derek, folks, you're going to want to go to gayrecipes.com. <laughs> Not black info wars for this story. Oh, you're going to want to look up uh, own Ooh, I wonder if gay info wars is taken. <laughs> guy info guy info wars. Info wars for just guys. <laughs> info wars for chicks.com. Guys Netflix. It's Netflix for guys. Hey, what's up? And welcome to Info Chicks. Info um, Chicks. The following chicks or lizards? <laughs> Michelle Obama. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, damn, that sucks about her sister kind of getting Dude, more success. But so you have to deal with that kind of shit, I guess. Mariel Hemingway proceeds to have like a much more successful acting career. Mm-hmm. And Margot Hemingway, who is the one who got her an acting job, and Mariel had like really never wanted to be an actor. And drove her there. Yeah. <laughs> gave her a ride. <laughs> Bought her um, lunch. That created a lot of tension between them. Damn. And she's already... Yeah, dude. That sucks. So... Losing some family there, but, you know. They also always had... Uh, if you watch that movie, which you shouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Conflicting messages. <laughs> um, if you watch that movie, I mean, it's all from the perspective of Mariel Hemingway. And Mariel Hemingway is very openly like my sister, Margot, and I... Had a really rough time. Damn. We were opposites. Uh, she describes her sister as being the crazy one. And that's what's funny is like, Interesting. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't until recently that people associate. It didn't. It doesn't even seem like people associated the fact that she was like on drugs and acting crazy with her depression. Right. They were two separate things. Right. There, she was a person who went to therapy and also she acted crazy sometimes. <laughs> like, why wouldn't these two things be related at all? Well, she would only just stop doing the crazy things. We could t- finally talk about this depression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she, for like 20 years, 1976 to 96, uh, when she died, she was in movies. She was in a bunch of like, I don't know. Margot? Margot yeah. was. She was never really in a great movie. Uh, she was casting things here and there. Secret of the Ooze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she played Razorback in Secret of the Ooze. She basically had to stop making movies in 1984 when she was she had a skiing accident. And then after that, she gained 
uh, 75 pounds and apparently became crazy depressed. And also... Wait, a ski accident? A ski accident. That sucks. So she was like laid up and I guess probably taking downers. Yeah, if you honestly at that point, you know, anytime after 30, if you like fuck up your leg, it's fucked up for life. Totally. (laughs) You can't get exercise. Yeah, it's harder to become active for sure. Totally. I mean, this is also a person who was a model. Yeah. So it was already important to her to be in shape. But also you find out in that documentary, uh, they uh, they call her whole family, her sisters and her parents called her big pants her whole life because she had a huge butt. I am so mad. Right? <laughs> I I want to murder Dude, that entire family. Just her dad calling her fat. Oh, man. Just go to hell. I know. Fucking <laughs> awful. Man. They called her Big Pants. Though? Big Pants. Where are the Big Pants people? Hey, <laughs> hey, fat ass. I know you're seven, but lose some weight, you bitch. God damn. <laughs> Look at a newborn baby. Hey, lose some weight. What's with all the baby fat? <laughs> so she became so depressed after that, that eventually three years later, 1987, she checked herself into the Betty Ford Center. Um, which is like a rehab center. Good work. Yeah, they were kind of uh, like revolutionary. One of the first like actual uh, rehab centers. Oh, do you know? I don't know much about that place. She like put in the money to like actually Betty Ford uh, to like help people because she was like, I am dealing with alcoholism. Like it just was not talked about and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, working in, you know, AA and stuff like that, groups that had already kind of been formed and stuff, but making it like an official rehab center. You go there, you take time away. Stuff like that. The other thing, (laughs) I will say one like really groundbreaking thing that Margot did was, oh man, I don't know when this happened. World Series poker tournament. Um, There was, at some point, uh, a session, a therapy session that she did for her bulimia mm. uh was broadcast on TV. Oh no. <laughs> they asked her to. It was oh, consented. Okay. Uh she wanted to do it. Okay. She wanted to She really? was actually always really open about oh, having okay. dealt with this. Like so when she went to the Betty Ford clinic, uh she did an interview about it and she literally was like this is the best I've felt in years. Oh man. She's actually like a pretty incredible person who was just dealing with a lot of fucking issues. It seems like and already you go into the limelight and immediately, I think this is another thing that, that my guess would have fucked with her head is every interview I've watched of Margot Hemingway's somebody asks, so you're the granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway, right? Bang, bang. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boom, boom. Huh? My, Ernest, you know, from the suicide, he killed, he killed himself. <laughs> bang, bang. Brains on the, on the ceiling. He's dead because of his brain. God, why are you such a fucking idiot? <laughs> They're just beating her to death. Um, Get it through your thick head. Man, it's funny. I didn't even think about that, how they're bringing up his suicide every time they're doing that. I just mean, like, it, the interview's not By even about her at that de point. Facto, right? You know, it's like, he's so publicly known. It's almost like just bringing him up. It's like, dude, just don't do that. Like, just don't do that. Let's just stop. Let's just, just give stop right here. this person their own identity. I feel like... I just love it. Everyone's like, well, obviously we got to ask her about her grandfather. Not stopping to think, has everyone else asked her this since the beginning of time? Why are you doing this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe ask about anything fucking else. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, uh, she gets out of the Betty Ford clinic and then in 1990, she starts trying to stage a comeback 
as an actor and uh, does the cover of Playboy in May of 1990. Guys, go to playboy.com. You're going to love it. It's insane. <laughs> titties. titties. <laughs> Moist titties. Moist, dripping The titties. idea that that would be the real us is so... Articles, dude, hot articles, Playboy's dot Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Naked pussy. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. I respect women. I respect playboy.com. I respect magazines. I respect the written I word. I respect magazines when they <laughs> move strictly to digital. I respect <laughs> pictures. I like pictures. Um, well, okay. So good, good for her. I mean, doing Playboy. I mean, was... I mean, oh. I, I don't know. It sounds like she's still going through a lot. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> it uh, sounds like this was maybe a bad thing to put your hopes on. It's like, now I get the comeback Playboy. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know if that was the thing on everyone's mind. Totally. We were more like, no good, you're getting help. <laughs> so much help, I'm in Playboy. <laughs> You want to see my crazy boobies? Crazy. <laughs> Swirly ass nipples. <laughs> crazy boobs. <laughs> it hypnotized me. Crazy ass boobs with swirly nipples. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then July 1st, 1996, she committed suicide. Uh, lead up, Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. It was any that. warning at yeah, all. Jesus. Um, wow. but she had, she, they, yeah, she was found dead and here, her, listen to this studio apartment. I'm sorry. It's, 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 <laughs> I, I feel bad. I feel so bad. Like how quickly that really did feel like a, just a right away turnaround. <laughs> oh, like it felt like she left rehab, did Playboy and then killed herself. No, I mean, rehab was in 1987. Okay. Playboy was 1990. She committed suicide in 1996. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah. That's a long space, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she just like kept trying to have a movie career. And then at some point, while sure trying to good. have more of a movie career, yeah. she committed suicide. Um, mm. It is shocking to me reading that she lived in a studio apartment. <laughs> There's just something about that that feels Yeah, you'd at really least think weird. that the family would have money. Like, are yeah, you, you telling would... me that Old Man in the Sea is not selling some copies? I'm saying that they're not all millionaires. How's that possible? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, is Penguin Publishing just getting fat off this? Like, who's making that money? Like, I think that's got to be not one of the most successful writers of all time. Yeah. Also, she was in movies and in Playboy, and she's definitely the coke. But dude, that gets rid of that easily. I'd say you you don't like get some money. But I think the money from like the book that's more like legacy. Like that goes. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Don't you also get? residuals on like having been on the cover of L and shit like that. I don't, I don't know. People order back so issues. Surprised. I'd be surprised if models were treated very well up until uh, I guess that's true. recent. You I know what I'm that's saying? True. And I mean, the acting thing sounds like it was sporadic and who even knows if they were really working royalties out. I mean, her career doesn't sound like it really ever hit any sort of like apex. I, I hate to say that if she's honestly, if you're looking at me from heaven, playboy heaven, uh, which is the elite part of heaven. <laughs> Pay a little bit extra, but you get to right. go to Playboy it's a, Well, heaven. it's just a mansion in hell. <laughs> uh, I just mean no offense to her career. What was the name know, of the guy who started really Playboy? Hugh, Hugh Playboy. That's right. Hugh, <laughs> oh, Hugh, Hugh Playboy. Huge penis Playboy. 
Huge penis heifer. Huge huge heifer. (laughs) Fat cow. Man. Fat cow. Hey, what's up? I'm Fat Cow, and these are the Playboys. (laughs) One, two, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? One, two, three. (laughs) One, two, fuck you. Um, Well, not to be too morbid, and we don't always know the answer. I mean, how did she kill herself? She overdosed on phenobarbital, which... Mm. Is a an epilepsy medication, a really strong epilepsy oh, medication. Oh shit! They, her epilepsy, like she says, that's had her my guess life. that she had been dealing with epilepsy her entire life. I mean, that's yeah. the problem, man. I mean, I don't know. My heart goes out to this person. She dealt with so many things, uh, but when you're someone who has a chronic disease and you're on meds. You are then just from a young age introduced to the world of medication. Mm-hmm. You're just familiar with being in a different state of consciousness. I think you're just more likely to if you if you still have a wall up between yourself and pills as a kid, it's less likely for you to take that shit. It's just how yeah. like if you get into oxycodone, you can go to heroin. A lot it of people happens are all the time. super reticent to take a lot of behavioral like drugs as they're adults because they're like, well, I don't want to change. I don't want to like be different really. Except yeah. for I'm so sad I want to be different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't want to be like not me, but like, you know, a happy me, so different. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. It's a weird it's a weird dichotomy. If yeah. You don't want to take the help basically i mean you have to i mean yeah i don't know you at when you're a kid especially your parents are like take this pill so you you don't have epilepsy or whatever but then without even realizing it and it's no one's fault because you have to do it they have to take the pill but if it's a pill that gives you any feeling of altered state of consciousness then it like creates this curiosity in you right where you go like well what happens if i take another pill or something um well i mean maybe a totally wrong angle to take on this is like for me is like you know, the world of like trying to become a model and become an actor, right? Like, I think sometimes it makes a lot of sense where it's like, you have a drive, like you want to be, especially for acting. It's like, you want this. There's something more tangible. Yeah. Whereas modeling is such a, such a crazy career almost to get into. Cause you're like, what is the longevity of this? Like, yeah. how long can you really be a model? You know? Right. So I don't know how people get into that. You know, I understand when people get into modeling and then they try to get into acting because then it's like, well, now I do the next logical step. But I just I kind of wonder what she wanted to really do with her life. You know what I mean? It sounds like she kind of went with the flow a little bit. Right. And then was kind of upset when it wasn't, you know, paying off and going better and better. Right. Which is totally reasonable. And that happens to everybody. And it's going to happen in many different ways in your life. But I sometimes think it a good way to really not be caught up in the, wow, I haven't booked anything in six years is you're not making your entire life based on that. Yeah. Like the total, you know, facile notion of like creating some career out of air and, you know, like it's not a drive, you know, if you want to be an actor and there's a drive, I'm always like, do it till you fucking die. Do, do it cause you love it. Just keep doing it. But if you're just like, then I'll be famous. Right. Give up right now. Just exactly. Give the, you'll, you'll get famous and then you'll be empty as fucking shit. You'll yeah. be so sad. Because there's nothing to do with it. <laughs> like, if you love acting, you can act and that's the work. And you will find solace in the work. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that that's true. But yeah, if being famous is a state of being and, and a state of being is just idle. And so if what you're striving for is idleness... Mm-hmm there's no like kinetics inside of what you're doing, then there's no way to 
exist inside yeah. it. Say if like modeling you just or, go crazy. or acting was your true passion and it doesn't start working. At a certain point you go, well, actually I'd get a lot of enjoyment by teaching other yeah, people how right. to do acting and stuff. I just enjoy acting. I enjoy the process or modeling. I could teach young people or start an agency or something. Right. But it's like, when you're just like, why am I not in this perfect heaven-like scenario where you know I no longer have to try, but everybody loves me, and <laughs> you'll right. just never be happy. It's like you know, the, there's too many definitions to that happiness. You have to be loved, famous. Yeah, no one has animosity to you. Uh, you know, it's like you'll never be happy if you're just trying to be like, just love me. Yeah, <laughs> just everybody love me. Yeah, totally. I don't know. I can't really get a read on exactly what she wanted. Um, I do know that she definitely had a really difficult life. Yeah. From uh, a young age. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I don't know. First of all, there's so much suicide in her family. Like not only did her grandfather, Ernest Hemingway kill himself, Ernest Hemingway's father killed himself. And oh, really? that guy's father whose name was Ernest something else. I forget. Uh, attempted to kill himself. Know what I mean, Vern? Uh, <laughs> That's the Ernest catchphrase guy. <laughs> I, I know. Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so... Wow, so surrounded by it. But again, t- kind of removed. I mean, it's definitely been a lot of time because that's all... We were already saying Ernest Hemingway was a little... Yeah, I mean, I don't mean that the suicide was in her face, but trauma and mental health are... Yeah. uh, Yeah. Also, if you're just told, say, at the age of 12... They are genetic. Yeah, by the way, a lot of people in your family have killed themselves. Like, Sure. That's surely a hard thing to just deal with. You're like, oh, that's my reality is a lot of my family has killed themselves. Well, I mean, I will say even into her 30s... uh, Margot Hemingway was very openly like, my grandfather did not kill himself. Whoa. She rejected the notion entirely. It there were interviews with her. No, they said the the rumor that the whole family spread around was that he was cleaning his gun. That's what everybody said. He was cleaning his gun. He they accidentally shot that him in his all face. The time, though. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's I mean, suicide's been a really hard like topic to broach in the public eye for up until like recent, man. Like you almost never would sure. say that they actually committed suicide. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, I understand it from the perspective of a person whose grandfather killed themselves. You don't want to think your strong fucking grandfather who you loved would kill themselves. It's so much easier to deflect and come up with any other fucking story well, it's than just, the yeah, truth. It's like society just didn't want to hear about it sort of thing. I think, I don't know. It's like social impropriety sort of thing. Of just Well, like, she clearly didn't want to hear about it either because she was <laughs> telling everyone that it wasn't real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to go with the party line. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's an interview with her where she's like yelling about it. And she's like, he did not kill himself. Stop saying that. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, what interview was that? Uh, I don't know. Huh. I don't know where I saw it. I watched a bunch of stuff from her and Mariel. I think that was in the in the documentary that I watched. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's. Not genetic isn't the word and it's not hereditary, but trauma is passed down. I'm forgetting. Okay. So yeah, there's that reality. But then also her family like was just fucked up in the nineties. She came out and said that her uh, godfather had molested her. 
And her father reacted to that by not talking to her for two years. Wow. Yeah, her father Jesus. and her new stepmother uh, were just like, she's a liar. She's crazy. She's always been crazy. Uh, we Jesus. love him. Yeah. And then in that movie, and this oh, is a man, really interesting reality of that movie. You should watch it. It's interesting. Running from crazy. Mar the whole about an hour into the movie after Mariel Hemingway, like it's half her talking about her family, half her kind of going on tour around the country, speaking to people about mental health. She's talking about her sister at one point. And then she says, yeah, my, he, she goes on this thing about how her dad loved Margot Hemingway so much and they would hang out all the time. And, uh, because Margot loved him so much and she was just interested in everything he was doing. They would go fishing together and all this shit. Uh, and then Mariel and Margot slept in bed together or slept in, a, they had a bedroom together. Okay. And apparently one night, uh, the dad came in and molested Margot. Oh, Jesus. And then she Jack? goes, like, Jack Hemingway. And the Godfather are also? Yeah, apparently. Well, they're in cahoots. Yeah, totally. Shit, dude. Uh, yeah. Of course, think, right? It's what like, we need is a know, true detective. <laughs> well, it's like, Jesus Christ, of course you're not going to believe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, of course you're not going to believe, like... He's molesting you, but I was molesting you. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to like bust no, that guy. Me. You're like, yeah. well, well, then sh that bitch is going to lie on me. You're like, you know. It's also Christ. an interesting thing in the movie because That's like, awful, dude. because it's interesting that the movie isn't completely about that. It is really, you know what I mean? You think, it's, you think it would be most. It's like the <laughs> most fucked up thing. Yeah. But even after she talks about how that happened. She doesn't immediately say, talk, she doesn't immediately start talking about how Margot killed herself. She doesn't even really relate the two in the movie, which I think is just so fascinating because we live in this world right now where online, everyone who's an abuser is getting called out, which is great. But then there's this other thing that's happening where it's like people are saying, if you're, it's basically like, are you being nice to an abuser? Well, you're a piece of shit, <laughs> which I also basically agree with. But there's this whole other thing where people don't know how to deal with abusers in their own lives and in their own family and how they affected people. And uh, like there are abusers in my family and I don't know how to fucking deal with it. And I hate them and I also love them and I don't know what to do, you know. And uh, <laughs> we're hitting the apex here. And that yeah. it's that really struck me as like, <laughs> I don't know, we it's weird that I that movie was a polar opposite of how the world feels right now, mm. where the world that I'm in right now w seems to want to find the abuse and then put it under a microscope and then just fucking ruin everyone involved with that. Mm -hmm. And then this movie is like, yeah, she was molested anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then she later talks about her wow. father dying and how Heck. sad she was when her father died and then didn't bring that up again. Wow. It's just very weird. Wow. And I'm not saying that it's good. No, but it's, a, it's definitely a generational thing. And it's like, yeah, just buried trauma. They buried it. That's right. What I'm talking about with like, yeah, Lord knows you're not going to talk about incest in your family happening, but it's like suicide. Yeah. Like you just, suicide was like <clears throat> something you don't talk about in society in the same sense of like, if you, if you talk about that, you're going to ruin that family. Because mm -hmm. the word will get around that a suicide happened to that family. Right. Like, they're damaged goods. Right. Don't give them work. Like, it's, you know, like, don't, don't fuck with them. Don't associate with them. I just find it especially interesting that a woman 
who has had so much suicide in her family, so much so that she's making a documentary about it that came out in 2013, still wouldn't actively uh, yeah. connect the dots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no interest. Yeah. <laughs> Zero interest. And it, because it would have been such a cool discussion to have, I because I so I, I would I, in an, an ideal world we would yeah we would burn every fucking molester fuck those people no, right dude, I, no, but I, you know what I'm saying no I don't want to get canceled though Dave <laughs> Dave they told me they're gonna cancel me <laughs> if we burn them if you cancel all abusers <laughs> oh I see I see I see I see I'm a cocaine abuser uh, yeah, totally <laughs> I abuse myself <laughs> I uh, yeah yeah I abuse people by being too nice. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest weakness at work well, I suppose I work too hard sometimes I'm my own toughest critic yeah so well damn dude I mean there's you know I think we've said it I mean this is a traumatic case and I would say it is difficult life trauma um, kind of creating that ripple effect and I know what you mean because it's it's weird how sometimes like trauma creates like post-traumatic stress right and then at your attitude and behavior changes after those traumatic events. It kind of rewires your brain. And so then you're acting different to your children and the people you're raising. So then it's, it's almost like, you know, if you have a father who's bipolar, it kind of affects you a little bit, you know, growing up yeah. in that household. So I think that I think of oftentimes when I think about like the ripple effects of trauma, it's just like if people are getting traumatized and then they're re-traumatizing other people, you know, this is almost like genetic in a sense. You know, it's just going from your father to your son to your daughter to your, you know mother. Uh, but yeah, um, it's more like psychological ripples, <laughs> right? <laughs> that keep manifesting behaviors that become like real. They become real, actual, you know, mental problems. Man, it's funny too. As someone who is like open about it and able to go to therapy so much, it's the, one of the things that fucks with me the most about mental health problems is how like you can be aware of it and you can be treating it and you can still have a stigma. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like I'm more open than almost everyone I've ever met about it. I'm like more comfortable with the fact that I have mental health shit and other people do than most. And I still have a stigma. There's still a stigma <laughs> on it in my mind. That's crazy. <laughs> we were like, um, I feel like I understand it better than anyone else. Like, I really wanted to be like, how do you feel about your God complex? <laughs> How's that been going? <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it works out is I'm God and I'm kind of secretly. Controlled. Well, I know. Yeah. Well, I know more than everyone. <laughs> and I also am better than everyone, uh, which makes it pretty easy to be happy. <laughs> well, damn, dude, this has been a pretty uh, interesting, intense episode yeah. i liked it a lot uh and thanks for doing that while super tired <laughs> like, yeah i'm sorry you know? i lost a lot of sleep this last week uh, it's my i i should be better about that i'm sorry dude no worries man of course well thank you <laughs> <laughs> no no let the body set the floor let the body set the floor i did it all for the nookie uh, what your uh, your granddad's uh, Ernest Hemingway, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> uh, that guy. Bang, oh bang. no! Don't clean your gun on my show. <laughs> he was cleaning his gun with his mouth. <laughs> Everyone knows the tongue is the best way to clean the barrel. <laughs> yeah, the tongue is the only instrument that can fit in a gun. Mm, delicious gun, just like mom used to make. <laughs> mm, gun light tastes like real gun. <laughs>
diet gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thanks for doing that, bud. Clink, clink. Clink. What is What's clink, clink? Oh. Bump, bump, bump these mics, dude. Oh, bumping mics. Bumping mics. We dude. should do our own bumping mics. Bumping dicks. Bumping dicks. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll book out the comedy cellar. We'll tell them, we'll tell them it's, it's for a bot bumped, mitzvah. <laughs> but then we'll just do a comedy show. Because fuck them, dude. Comedy should be fun. Well, All right. Thanks, dude. I enjoy it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We love you very much. Uh, check out the Patreon if you want more episodes. We've been putting up special episodes, solo episodes. Yeah. This week, uh, there's a $10 patron and up episode up. Uh, Hampton's first solo buddies. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. What am I going to say? I haven't heard it yet. I can't wait to hear it. I have no idea. <laughs> this is going to be fun, though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, guys, uh, if you have any extra coin and you want to buy my album, it's coin. always so appreciated. <laughs> yeah, any of the coin. coin dude. Dude gets Zelda. <laughs> Get back to your video yeah. game, gamer. Nah, dude. Nerd. I'm going to go to bed. Is that why you're not sleeping? Is it because you're bed, gaming? Bed, 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 bed. Yeah. <laughs> bed bugs, 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 bugs. <laughs> hey, do you guys like bugs? Me neither. Whoa. <laughs> Can't sleep. Bugs I'm will get so me. tired. <laughs> bugs will get me. Bugs under my skin and above my skin. <laughs> Y'all ever come, bugs? All right. But what's between your skin and your skin? Uh, Y'all ever come, bugs? Ew. Love it. You guys are great. Thanks Love so much for listening. It. Take care. Glad you're alive. Later, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. Remember, these suicide jokes that we tell, we do it because we are dark people that joke around about our own pain, and we hope that that'll help you and make you laugh. It's not because we think people committing suicide is funny or that we take suicide lightly. So if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline right away. The number is 1-800-273-TALK. They're always there. They will hear you, and they know what you've been through. So call if you need it or reach out to people in your life or whoever. There are resources. Feel better. Stay here with us on Earth. Glad you're alive. And thanks again for listening. Podcast Network.